0: Playmakers blog presents Fire on High featuring your host Tyler O. What's going on everyone? Welcome to episode 1 of the Fire and High podcast, hosted by me, Tyler Ojinski. This podcast was created with two things in mind. First and foremost, help you, the listener, win their fantasy championship. And two, doing it concise fashion, and my aim is to deliver you championship content in 20 minutes or less. With that said, let's get started. This is going to be part one of a four-part series, each one over a major fantasy position. I'll give you my guys, the guy I intend on drafting, and the guys I believe will help you win your championships. I will also then give you the players I do not intend on owning this year. I have to note that there isn't a single player who I would never own. If the value is there, I'll take it. When I mention guys that I like or dislike, it's not only about their 2020 outlook, but the value relative to ADP or average draft position, and I'm pulling this ADP from Fantasy Pros and will be using half PPR. Before we jump in, I wanted to quickly explain some of my big picture strategies for this year considering it's uniqueness. COVID-19 is going to have an immense impact on the 2020 NFL season. I would argue it already has. As a fantasy football analyst, it's my job to react to the news and create a strategy around it. But that said, team continuity is going to be one of the most important things this year. With the NFL official opt-out behind us, we can now look ahead. There haven't been any official off-season programs. There have been no preseason games. Everything has been done over Zoom calls. Players will have only two weeks in padded practice before games, assuming there are no outbreaks when those padded practices start. As COVID-19 is new, there's no real blueprint for this, so we must make assumptions. With that said, I'm generally avoiding rookies this year. No, that doesn't mean I'm going to pass on Clyde edwards Hiller in the second round, or completely fade every rookie wide receiver. It just means that someone else is likely going to take these rookies before me. There's always a time and a place to draft every player, but in my research, my mocks, my best balls, what have you, I've been leaving the draft with very few rookies. Usually one or two, but very few. The learning curve in the NFL is also not very easy, and the learning curve just got a hell of a lot steeper this summer with no offseason. I'm also generally fading players on new teams. This is something I look at on a more player-to-player basis, but again, after months of research, I walked away with very few players on new teams. It's fair to speculate that veteran players on new teams will feel fair better than rookies, but I'm still a little skeptical. I am prioritizing players with a favorable early season schedule. Typically, I wouldn't suggest using early season schedule as a factor in rankings. You know, perhaps using it as a tiebreaker between a few players would be my suggestion in years past. But with COVID-19, things can get real mucked up real quickly. I wholeheartedly believe the NFL will start on time, but after that, I really don't know what to say. With the threat of the season possibly ending early, the early season schedule for me has a larger impact on my draft strategy than before. Especially if we see, say, an 8-game season. This is my approach I'm taking with all positions. It doesn't mean I won't walk away with any rookies or vets on new squads or players with tough early season schedules. It just means I have a lot of these guys ranked lower than the consensus. Now that we got that out of the way, let's start with the QBs I like and dislike. For the sake of this podcast, I'm assuming a 12-man, single QB league. I love the Superflex guys. I play in multiple, but I get the general sense that this isn't the norm for the majority of fantasy players. If you want to chat Superflex strategy, you can find me on Twitter. I also employ the late round QB strategy, as there's a plethora of data that suggests this is quite optimal in single QB leagues, especially in you know 10 or 12 man. Most of my likes are absolutely meant to be streaming options that could possibly turn into long term fantasy starters. The idea is that you invest almost no draft capital in these guys, and you get a guy who's serviceable, and then maybe after 4 or 5 weeks he becomes a long term starter, if not you drop him and it's, it's no big deal. Most of the time, I advocate for saving those early and mid-draft round picks in other positions besides quarterback, especially in the singles QB league. So these are some of the later guys I really like and guys I think I will be owning this year. First up is going to be Jimmy Garoppolo. His ADP is at QB 19. So he, he actually finished last season as QB 14, so that's already looking good. And that was his first real full season with one of the sharpest offensive minds in the NFL in Kyle Shanahan. You know, the biggest and truest knock on Jimmy G as a fantasy asset is that the 49ers are not only dominant on defense, but they're also one of the best running teams in the NFL. They're known as a running team, and they're probably going to be a good running team. Those are valid concerns, but, you know, the 49ers still average about 30 pass attempts a game. Not perfect, but at the same time, more than doable in efficient offense, and Jimmy G was not only third in yards per attempt at 8.4, but he's also seven in TD rate at 5.7. You know, he has the ability to spike uncertain weeks and he's an efficient passer on a great offense those are good things not only that I think he's secretly loaded or the 49ers I should say are secretly loaded with offensive weapons everyone knows about George Kittle I gonna get an opportunity I like what I saw we'll have to see we know there's a Debo injury so that's a little scary so I think people are really writing him off but you got to bring up man Jalen Hurd Kendrick Bourne's pretty solid the running backs on that team are great you know I, I just think that there is an elite offensive line good players things are gonna be looking good Jimmy G is in a prime spot to finish as a top 12 quarterback this year. And then on top of all those reasons, the real reason I love Jimmy G is that early season schedule. He's got Cardinals, Jets, Giants, Eagles, Dolphins in the first five games. That's pretty juicy. Jimmy G is coming out of the gate firing. Is something I fully expect. I already do own a lot of Jimmy G, and that's going to continue. Next up, Teddy Bridgewater at QB27. I think a lot of people are sleeping on Teddy this year. You know, he's not a great quarterback. The detractors will say he's a dink and dunk game manager kind of guy, but there is a lot at work on a team level to serve Teddy well in fantasy. For starters, he has an electric passing core. We know DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, I think he was misused last year. He's in a great spot this year if they use him correctly. Robbie Anderson, field stretcher, Ian Thomas, very athletic tight end, and of course Christian McCaffrey. Regardless of this QB's Prior play style, all this works in his favor, especially because a lot of these people are yards after the catch, guys. They can just get the ball short and take it to the house. The Panthers also hired offensive coordinator Joe Brady out of LSU. We all know LSU, they won the national championship last year. That offense was on fire. It's extremely high tempo, which also lends itself well to a team that's honestly going to be one of the worst teams this year and has one of the league's worst defenses. But that said, bad defense, chasing points. That's good for a fantasy QB. The Panthers, you guessed it, also draw an early season schedule. That's very favorable. They start with the Rams, but Bucks, Chargers, Cardinals, Falcons, not a ton of great defenses there. Some of those are probably pretty good, but I still really like that schedule. Teddy is practically free, as I said, and I think that he could provide some points early for you and turn into a low-end QB one if things fall the right way. So at QB 27, why not? My last guy that I really like is Gardner Minshew. You know, you would think that Minshew Mania would have shot him up the draft a little bit here, but here we are, QB 28. In 12 starts last year, Minshew posted a 21-6 to 6 TD interception ratio and had the 5th most rushing yards among NFL quarterbacks. Those are good things, folks. He was a 4th graded QB in the red zone, boasting a 16-1 to 1 TD interception ratio in that red zone. And then final piece, 3rd highest in throws traveling more than 20 yards, according to PFF. So, bunch of little fun stats there. The dude is good. He's a rushing quarterback with no issue slinging the ball downfield. Couple that with the fact that the Jaguars' win total is now at 4.5. And, and you see a team that's going to be slanging all day. Minshew plays YOLO football. YOLO football is good for fantasy football. I love grabbing him late, pairing him with DJ Chark. Just do it. It's going to be great. These three guys I just mentioned... 12th round or later you can probably get these guys way later the 12th round but at least the 12th round if you wanted to be safe so just something to think about you know if you're not a late round quarterback person you say Tyler, you're crazy picking these late these guys late quarterbacks in important position you know I really like Dak Prescott QB3 in the fifth round this year if you're really going to shoot I think he has a real chance it finishes a QB1 that's right QB1 over Lamar and Mahomes but at the same time if you're uncomfortable streaming taking Dak in the fifth or even Lamar or Mahomes in the fourth do it I'm okay with it Let's get to the avoid. So, my first avoid is going to be Daniel Jones. QB 16 going in the ninth round. You know, D- Danny Dimes here uh, had his ups and downs in 2019. He's clearly a plus athlete. He has a great arm. He showed us why he was drafted so high when he cleared over 30 fantasy points in 4 of his starts. You know, the real issue lies with, in the other starts, he was under 15 fantasy points. It's really up or down with this guy. Not a lot is consistent. And I think that one of the bigger issues I saw was he had 11 lost fumbles this year. I think he lost 18 Well, he had 18 fumbles, lost 11 in 12 games. That's terrible. So, you know, he's not performing that well sometimes, and those fumbles are just something scary. You know, I like him in plus matchups, and I hate him in in tough ones. You can say that about any player, but I think Danny Dimes, it applies to a bit more. You know, he's a bit of a void for me for that reason. And then the Giants start off with a brutal gauntlet of Steelers, Bears, 49ers, Rams. That is not what you want your quarterback to start with. You know, the QB16 price over 16 games isn't bad considering the upside, but I like the three QBs to outscore him in the first four weeks that I mentioned before. Next up is Tom Brady, QB11, eighth round. So Tom Brady enters the 2020 season with a large amount of hype. Of course, it's Tom Brady, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, tons of Super Bowls, and he's walking into a wide receiver duo. of Evans and Godwin probably the best he's had since 07 with Moss and Welker arguably but I have a decent amount of concerns with Tom Brady you know first off it's the practice time he hasn't had any official time with his team or his wide receivers, offensive line. You know, he didn't. He's not able to learn the nuances of the wide receivers that help them succeed so much. Uh, you know, in New England, you know, being able to just read a wide receiver, know when they're going to break from their route, etc. It's kind of been a fixture of Brady's game, and the lack of literal time with a team to practice is a bit of a concern. You know, his arm isn't what it used to be. I know it's not bad, but it, it it's definitely not good. And Arians' offenses are typically focused on the vertical game. I'm not saying he's still. You know, I'm not saying he can't toss the rock, but it's just not what it used to be. It's not like Jameis, at least, when it comes to slinging the ball downfield. So, there's going to be, the offense is going to have to shift a little bit to suit Brady's game at 43. But, it could happen, but with, a, again, the lack of practice, it's a concern. The Bucks defense is on the up and up. I'm not sure the passing game will be as big as a factor potent as it was last year for the Buccaneers, there's too many red flags with Brady at his QB11 price for me. I think QB11 is more of a ceiling. I'm not drafting players at their ceiling, so it's an avoid, even though he does have a mediocre schedule out the gate. My final player that I would avoid is Drew Brees, QB9, 7th round. As much as I personally love Drew Brees, QB9 off the board in the 7th round is way too rich for my blood. The Saints are a stacked football team. It was one of the league's top defenses and rushing attacks There probably isn't going to be many situations when the Saints will be playing from behind or needing to score points through the air quickly. It's just not great in terms of fantasy. I know a lot of people aren't worried about Taysom Hill, but he got a pretty big extension. I would not be shocked to see a lot more of Taysom Hill's package in the red zone this year. Breeze is also 41. He undoubtedly looked sharp last year, but the age cliff becomes steeper and steeper the older you get, and I'd rather be one year ahead of it than one year behind it. You know, just for all of these reasons, he's a pretty easy avoid with that 7th round price. Just wait till we get later. So, to wrap things up for this quarterback episode, uh, first of all, I gave a little bit of my uh, why and strategy for this year. Uh, they'll be implemented when I'm talking about my running backs, my wide receivers, my tight ends, what have you. That's going to be it for the episode. Uh, quarterbacks I like, Jimmy G, Teddy Bridgewater, Gardner Minshew, and Dak Prescott quarterbacks I dislike at cost, Daniel Jones, Tom Brady, and Drew Brees. You can find me on Twitter at FFTylerO. I'll be back next week with my RB targets and RBs to avoid, likes, dislikes, whatever you want to call it. That's it. Don't forget to tell somebody you love them. Later.